0: Welcome back to Zoom with Zarni. I'm Dustin Zarni, And on behalf of the United Democrats, uh, we're doing this weekly talk to kind of uh, inform people about what's going on with elections, what's going on with uh, all kinds of different stuff here in Onondaga County. One of the reasons we decided to do this is because, you know, we're all at home. We're trying to stay safe. We're all wearing our masks, I hope. Uh, and uh, um, we're trying to, uh, you know, keep ourselves safe. But we elections are happening. And this is one of the hottest political years uh, that has uh, come about. And uh, so we started these weekly talks to kind of start talking about uh, all the different issues out there, uh, election issues, and then starting in a couple of weeks. And you know what? This might, my, my guests are going to be the first to know this. Uh, it, next week, I have uh, the League of Women Voters, uh, Jennifer Wilson. And then starting after that, we will be doing kind of town Zoom town halls with candidates that will be on the ballot this fall. And we're starting with Dana Balter, who is our uh, recently uh, announced uh, winner of the New York 24 congressional primary. She will be joining us on uh, July 16th. And then the eventual winners of the city court judge primary will be joining us on July 23rd. And then uh, we'll be going back to some of our election experts. We'll be talking to... Uh, Sean Morales Doyle of the Brennan Center on July 30th Uh, so we're about to announce those in the next couple of days so I hope you'll join us back for those as well Um, and we'll have Zoom town halls and of course we'll put it up on Facebook you may be watching us right now or we'll put it up on uh, our Spotify channel Uh, you know and you can uh, listen to it that way we're kind of uh, going to be doing a little bit of a curveball here. Uh, we were hoping to hear from Jeff Weiss, who uh, was a New York State expert on redistricting, uh, but uh, uh, unfortunately, it looks like we're having some technical issues there. So we're going to talk tonight about the Fair Maps uh, uh, proposal that is headed to the county legislature on July 7th. That is coming up next Tuesday, um, and this you've heard about it several times over the last couple of Zooms. Uh, but uh, wh- what we are uh, talking about here is redistricting. This is a year that ends in zero. It's a very important year because next year, the census will will come back and we will do- draw our lines on a state, county, and, uh, and congressional level to redraw all of our districts um, and, uh, and see who our representatives are. And what has been going on here in Syracuse over the last two years, and on a County, is an effort to bring in independent redistricting. And it's been started by the group Fair Map CNY, which is associated with Common Cause. We heard from Susan Lerner uh, last uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and we're going to talk to some of the Fair Map CNY people today. Here's their website. It's FairMapCNY.org, and you can see all the issues that they're talking about. And this group uh, got together with the city of Syracuse last year and and got in a charter change with the city of Syracuse that will bring in an uh, a independent commission inside the city of Syracuse uh, for the first time ever, uh, starting next year. And enabling legislation for that will start uh, in July. We'll be having hearings and we'll be covering that as well. But also uh, what this really did was get us to uh, the, this. This mess of a map right here. This is the Onondaga County Legislative Districts and uh, if you're saying what does this look like? Well we don't know either. There's a lot of different types of uh, districts in there and this is a what we call gerrymandering right here. Uh, this is where uh, legislators back in 2010 drew these maps for the Onondaga County Legislative Districts and the, these weird shapes are by design they were there to be able to do what's called stacking and cracking and that's where you get uh, certain uh areas that tend to be heavily uh either in one party or one race and put as many people into those as others and then stretch out the rest so you can have a majority uh minority uh representation as we know that the city of syracuse um, is, uh, or county of Onondaga is, uh, is plurality uh, Democratic, but the uh, Republicans have always had a supermajority on the county ledge. And that's because they have stacked and cracked these districts during the last redistricting, uh, and that is uh, why the Fair Maps um, group got together, because we don't trust any of them. To, we don't want Democrats to... Uh, to uh, um, uh, draw them. We don't want Republicans to draw them. We want an independent commission of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, citizens drawn from, at random from across Onondaga County to draw these maps. And Chris Ryan, who you heard from a few weeks back, has put it in this legislation and it's finally coming up for a vote on July 7th. It is the last chance to pass this on to get it on the ballot for 2020 and change the way we draw our maps next year. So I have a, a panel of guests here that are, um, are going to come in and talk to us about it. Uh, and I'll introduce them all and and, and, what they, and how they're helping us in this. Uh, we have Irene Workman, uh, who was a former candidate uh, and, uh, uh, and also has been working with the Fair Maps CNY group. Uh, Karen Rigney, a town counselor from the town of DeWitt, uh, Perrine Wasser, who really held it, held, ha, headed up the Fair Maps group last uh, fall for the City Charter Initiative, and Mary Kuhn. And ladies, welcome to Zoom with Zarney. Thanks for filling in at the last minute here. Um, so, uh, I, I guess I'd like to just throw it out to you and ask you why you got involved uh, with uh, Fair Maps CNY and why you're pushing this legislation. So. Um, you know, I'm going to start with Perry because Perrine, uh, because she's been with Fair Maps since Fair Maps was called Fair Maps. So Perrine, uh, what, uh, what brought you in and why are you working so hard on this? Mm
1: -hmm. So I got involved over a year ago when we were discussing this, uh, for the city of Syracuse because I looked at the maps and was definitely disappointed in what I saw. And so I started going around the city with Council President Helen Hudson, and we were visiting all different areas and talking to constituents about their maps and the redistricting process. And I was amazed um, that so many people were uh, just unaware of what redistricting is, what gerrymandering is, and from our conversations with people in every different neighborhood, the overwhelming consensus was that citizens should be drawing these district ba- district boundaries and picking their representatives instead of the politicians drawing them and picking their constituents. Um, and so we passed it in the city with, of voters supporting it. And now that it's a possibility for the county, I am happy to be involved because it's clear that regardless of your political party, people are supporting um, citizen-led redistricting.
0: And uh, so, in Mary Kuhn, you are a current county legislator. uh, And I know that uh, one of your uh, campaigns that you ran on last year, uh, in that district, uh, was uh, about redistricting. So, uh, uh, what is that? How you decided to get involved with this, or and, and why are you involved with this?
2: Well, yes, that was one of my uh, campaign um, uh, issues, and I carried when I campaigned. I carried around a um, two maps: one of the entire county and what it looked like, and one of District Seven, which is what I represent. Um, And my district goes from McMansions in areas of DeWitt uh, through East Syracuse, up to the parts of the north part of the city where uh, many of our recent um, immigration people come, refugees are there, um, and uh, to very poor housing that are dealing with lead issues and uh, dealing with very substandard housing. And so my my district is so um, disparate in terms of representation um, that it made very little sense. Then I started talking also, not just to Democrats that I was knocking doors on, but I started going door to door um, and talking also with Republicans and unaffiliated voters. 100% of everybody I talked to um, was in, were thought that the idea of having citizens was the most important and also the county legislature my concern is they're not very transparent and i think having these bizarre lines nobody knows who represents them very few people knew who their current legislator was Um, and i think many of my colleagues who were running in other districts found the same thing so i think that's another thing that gerrymandering does it serves to confuse people and therefore they're much less engaged with uh, the uh, whole political process um, and reading about the uh, fair maps, uh, recognizing that when citizens are involved in the whole process, and and we, as we've seen, as we're trying to push this forward, people are really interested in getting engaged. And I think once this process, if we can get it through, um, I think people will be much more engaged in the political process, much more aware. When I'm getting letters now, emails, I'm saying, you know, thank you and keep it up, not just on this issue, this issue, Stay engaged, and I think that would just make much better democratic county.
0: Not democracy, democracy. 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 Mary, you have one of the most uh, uh, gerrymandered district. I think the the post-standard named it the eagle taking flight. uh, No, it's the vulture. vulture. Oh, the vulture. I'm sorry, the vulture taking flight. The other one is 15,
2: which is the brass knuckles that goes all the way. They talk about splitting. Geddes, town of Geddes, is split into four different county legislators. Town of DeWitt, four different county legislators. Um, in the one area in the, in the north part of the city, there's a four-square-mile area in the north part of the city of Syracuse that has five, count them, five county legislators. So yeah, we're showing that map right not, now. Look at that. They are not represented. Uh, pe- pe- no wonder people don't know who represent them. And I can't tell you the number of emails I'm getting currently uh, thinking that I have, I, I am, I have something to do with the city. Please, you know, uh, common counselor. So it really is interesting. People have much more interest in knowing they know their common
0: counselors, I guess, more than their County
2: representatives.
0: And that's probably because of the, it's not probably, it is because of the gerrymandering. Absolutely, and It's one of those things that, Uh, you know, people don't think of. It's not just about representation and who gets elected, but whether people know who to go to when they have an issue. And Irene, you experienced the same thing when you were running for uh, county legislature last year and you decided to get on in boards with Fair Maps this year, even though the district that you were running in is not that gerrymandered. It's it's kind of more of a shape you would expect uh, but um, but when you were running, you said that uh, a lot of people wanted to talk about this. So, Irene, what was your experience, and why did you get involved with this?
3: Well, it, you know, it started when I was thinking about running, and I went out and got a map. And I started looking at that map because I wanted to see what my district looked like. And you're right. It doesn't look gerrymandered. It's not, it's not contorted. But um, I, be, I started looking at some of the others and it was really difficult to see how in the world they could come up with that. And when um, our county executive was first appointed, he, did, um, he started doing some town halls and I attended several of those because I had lots of questions. And one of the questions I asked him was to talk about the gerrymandered map and his response to me was, "Yes, the Democrats probably should have sued us on that one." And that was when I decided I needed to run not not just to represent my county, but to or my district, but but to make sure everyone had an equal voice in in our elections. Um, so a- as I talked about it. Uh, I have to agree with Mary as I talked about it going door to door. I have to agree with Mary. I couldn't find anybody Republican, Democrat, independent or otherwise who did not think it was a good idea to uh, to have independent redistricting. So,
0: uh, thank you. Thank you, Irene. And and I also wanted to bring in Karen because Karen uh, it, it lives in DeWitt uh, and is a town counselor for DeWitt and um uh she led an effort on the dewitt town council uh to support the fair maps uh pledge and has been a tireless advocate and talking about redistricting in her in her entire time on the council even before fair maps was an idea she was talking about this so karen uh what is your um you know why did you get involved and why did you go ahead and try to get the dewitt town board to put in a, not try, get the DeWitt Town Board to put in a resolution, and why do you think the DeWitt Town Board needed to step in here and say they needed to have a voice?
4: Well, ultimately, um, I I really believe in democracy, and I really believe that, um, that this, you know, politics is not a game, okay? It's not one team versus the other. It is the people who choose their leaders, okay? And years ago, I started looking at, you know, um, the distribution of parties and then the distribution of voters. And then I was like, huh, this doesn't seem right. And then I learned about, you know, the gerryma- um, gerrymandering, what that is. And, and, uh, and then I looked at my own town, it was cut up in four pieces. In fact, my neighborhood, which is heavily Democrat, was there's a little bite mark, just my neighborhood, okay? and then it is spread with you know a lot of other um, you know uh, different parties that aren't democrat okay so um, so it was pretty clear that something strange was going on here but um, a friend of mine brought home a a board game and it was about gerrymandering it's really funny because you you really get a sense of of um, how the how it's possible to put your bias and your influence, okay, in when you draw those district lines. And so for me, it it's at the heart of our democracy and it matters, okay, because the leaders we choose are the leaders we want. We want them to do certain things for our community. And if that's, you know, kind of not, our votes aren't getting those leaders, then, what we want for our community isn't happening, okay? Because it's other people getting into power. Um, So to me, it really drives the heart of what our democracy is about. I don't care who, who wins, I really do care about whether it is done in a way that preserves our vote. And if we don't have that, people get disillusioned and they stop voting. And that is the beginning of the end, okay? We can't have a democracy if we can't uh, be confident that who we're voting for is, is really going to um, be elected. So I felt very strongly about this. I, I, like I said, I feel very strongly that we need to have a, a democracy. And we can't if we have people who have a vested interest you know, to stay in power drawing those lines. It's just yeah. not
0: compatible. So. Mary, you wanted to say something on well, that, right? I was
4: just, relative to that, now, I, you know,
2: I represent a big chunk of, of DeWitt, but when I was campaigning in nor, the north part of the city, people are saying, I don't want somebody from DeWitt representing me. I mean, I had to make many commitments. I'm involved in so many of the north side, well, I was before the pandemic, uh, neighborhood groups to, to say, I want to be present, I will represent you, but a fairer map would allow someone from that area to represent them. Not somebody who's also representing someone in a six, seven hundred thousand dollar McMansion at the other end of my district. So that it, it, the unfairness of that was really brought home to me uh, during campaign.
0: No, Mary, I know you got another meeting, so I know you're going to get running soon. But uh, I do want to uh, shoot this back at you, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because we've heard a lot of interesting arguments from the other side about. Uh, uh the redistricting um two of which is that uh that the current process is fair so that's why they made the pledge and that um that there's unforeseen costs and that's why they're uh you know hesitant to vote for this and so uh, i know you've been a vocal supporter and you're going to be voting for it on tuesday what do you say to those uh notions well,
2: regarding the, the finances, there is absolutely nothing in either the charter that has the current uh, way of doing things. There's no money mentioned in that, nor is there any money mentioned in the current uh, proposal for fair maps. Um, the other thing is that we have, uh, Chris has talked with the um, Syracuse um, Planning Commission, whatever that's called, SOCFA. Um They worked with the, the, um, the current map people they'll be working with the citizens as well, except they'll be working with citizens. Um, and the uh, law department has also said that they would also consult with us. Um, so the fact that they're um, bringing up issues around fi- fiscal issues, there, there's nothing about that. Plus, as um, Mr. DeSantis pointed out to me, any money that is generated to that has to be approved by the legislature when they go through the budget. So. To me, that's an empty, that's an empty issue. I've also heard things that this is very political. Well, we're in politics. So this is a <laughs> political thing. Um, the issue is fairness, that it's, it, it's not fair. And what's the other thing they talked about? Money? Uh, somebody, oh, one of the uh, legislators also said that they heard that there was going to be a legal problem with the way it was written. It was written by the law department, for God's sake. Um, so I think that there's just a lot of things that are going on. And when people say that it's not gerrymandered, which I've heard to me, my response to that is I believe what my eyes see and that there has been a tendency, um, and I'll say it out loud, the the national Republican party and apparently the local Republican party to say that what you see and what you hear is not true. And I think, I, I think we're better than that. And I think the County deserves better than that.
4: Karen, you wanted to chime in on that. Yeah, actually, I, um, I I recently found out North Carolina has has been like masterful at gerrymandering, and the result has been that half of the votes have been Democrat cast. Okay, they cast about fifty percent of the votes have been Democrat, but consistently over many years, the the um, leadership voted in has been like eight. Eight times out of ten, Republican. So that is a real-life consequence of having one uh, group of vested interest politicians drawing those those maps. Those people who are voting are not getting heard. Okay, and that's 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 yeah. not. Uh,
0: Perry, um, what do you have to say about? the current uh, um, makeup of the redistricting plan. I, and those of you who know, who watch this program or listen, I would be part of that current plan if it, comes, if it stays there. Uh, but Perry, what do, you, what do you have to say to the fact that some of the legislators that are against this and some of the people that are against this are saying that the current um, commission is fair and that's why uh, we should keep it?
1: yeah so last year when i created the pledges for the county ledge candidates uh, they pledged to support non-partisan and independent redistricting um, so now they're claiming that the current process is non-partisan and independent and fair but it is certainly partisan and it is um, it's, it's partisan because it's made up of appointees by the majority and the minority party, members of each party, and the Democratic and Republican election commissioners. Um, so that leads to a usually a four to two partisan advantage. Um, so I, I truly don't understand how anyone could claim that is nonpartisan. Um, it's not independent because there are two members of the legislature involved in that process. That's not that's not independent, and that can't really be argued that it is independent. And so if it's not nonpartisan, if it's not independent, it's certainly not fair.
0: Yeah, I, and I think you just got to look at what happened 10 years ago, and the Fair Maps page po- posted the... Uh, the article from 10 years ago um, about who was part of that last commission. Because as we said, you know, the two elections commissioners whose jobs are appointed by the county legislature, um, they're, they're a part of it. And then you have the chairman of the county ledge who chairs it. So that's a legislator who's going to run again in that district. And then um, the appointments to uh, the the apportionment last time was Linda Irvin, a sitting county legislator, Democrat, but still a county legislator. Ryan McMahon, who is a sitting county counselor, who then created a district that he ended up running in, by coincidence, just a couple months later, uh, and, uh, and became a county legislator. Uh, and um, uh, I forgot the other, the Republican that was appointed was also another county legislator. So you had... Um, four people who would eventually serve or had just served on the county legislature in the seven people that were part of the, uh, of of the plan or of the commission itself. And I think actually five of them were because you had Ryan in when he when he became a legislator just uh, eight months later. So all of these people were already part of the legislature, so it can't be in- called independent, and it's definitely not nonpartisan. I'm not nonpartisan. I'm partisan. I'm a. I'm a I have a D next to my name. I, I try to be fair, but uh, and that D's not dusted. It's Democrat, you know. So it's it's there, and, and um, I, you know, so they can't. And I. That's why I'm been supporting this because I feel that the only fair people can be, that can be part of this are random citizens. Who will then represent their communities and who are also barred from running to for office in the districts they create. Uh, Irene, you're a candidate, you were a candidate, uh, and uh and you, but you have taken over the petition drive for uh Fair Map CNY, and you got a lot of uh, responses to that petition. I think over two thousand people signed the petition. And a lot of that work was done before we we ran into uh COVID-19 issues so what what are you hearing from the citizens from that petition drive what what um what do you think uh uh you know what was the feedback that you've heard either from the gatherers or from the uh people who signed the
3: petition um well i didn't get a lot of chance to talk to the gatherers because covid sunk in but um all the petitioners when they saw the map when i would point out the the extreme nature of the partisanship that was shown in that map were 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 all appalled by that they all believed that it was not fair and it didn't matter their party as i said before um they were eager to sign the map there was no one who said no i'm not signing anything get off my porch that was like uh, no, they wanted, when, as soon as I mentioned gerrymandering, they wanted to know what it was and how it affected them and what could be the results of that. And they were eager to sign, you know, when, they, when it was explained to them in a way they can understand. Um, it, it surprises me that not a lot of people understand what gerrymandering exactly is. Um, but once they know they're on board, they they want fair
0: yeah so um yeah and and i think that's why we've gotten such tremendous response from uh the citizenry both in signing the petition but before covid hit we had you know 50 to 100 people show up at meetings to just talk about what we could get done and um now uh You know, now is crunch time. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. And July 7th, um, we have a rally. Uh, Right, Perry? Uh, uh, Why don't you talk to us a little bit about the the rally? What what time is the rally on July 7th?
1: The rally is going to start promptly at 12 p.m. And uh, the vote will take place at 1 p.m. So we're going to have a ton of representatives from uh, local organizations. We're gonna have elected officials. Looks like we're gonna have a really good turnout because this is what the people want.
0: And John DeSantis has joined us. Uh, John is uh, the legislative aide for the Democratic uh, legislators. Um, John, the July 7th meeting uh, is the first in-person meeting for the county legislature since coming back from, uh, the COVID crisis. Is that correct?
5: Yes, it is. So that's, um, you know, the rally is at, at noon, the uh, legislature meets at one o'clock on the fourth floor of the, uh, the courthouse. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting.
0: (laughs) How can people get
5: involved? I I mean, either,
0: uh, you know, I know there's three ways they can either write in or they can attend the audio session or, um, if, if the intend in person, they can speak before the meeting, uh, to, where there's public comment given, can you kind of run through, um, that how people sign up if they want to give public comment and, uh, um, and, and, or if they want to do the audio session, can you kind of run through that?
5: Yeah. So, um, the best thing to do is if you're passionate about it. And you um, are comfortable speaking in front of people. You can speak in front of all 17 legislators at uh, legislative session about uh, the need for um, for this legislation. Um, so um, you know you, you come to the rally, and then at you know 12:30 go inside. Um, you have to go through uh, a COVID screening and through a, uh, a metal detector. Go up to the fourth floor, sign up. So you you just walk in at. You know, twelve thirty, twelve forty-five on Tuesday, and right at the front, uh, front desk, uh, Ryan Francis will be there, and you can sign up to uh, to speak at the legislative session, and you'll have you know three five minutes to speak um, once it gets started after one o'clock, um, and um, you know, so that's that's the best thing to do. Uh, certainly, if you can't do that, and if you're, um, really anybody should. Um, sign up to have um, uh, ask for uh, virtual access to be able to listen in, and they can email Ryan Francis at ongov.net. Um, I'm sure Dustin can put out the, uh, all the info on on that of how to get the um, like the conference call dial-in number to be able to listen live to be able to hear um, the legislative session as it happens. Um, given COVID and the governor's um, you know limitation on events being 50 people or fewer. Um, there can only be 50 people in the uh, legislative chambers. Um, The speakers are going to be lined up outside and coming in one by one and and circling out. Uh, And then, you know, there'll be uh, 17 legislators, five or six staff in there. So, and the members of the media. So really not a lot of people can be in the gallery. There is a back gallery. So if you have, if you, if you're coming bringing a a sign with uh, you know, uh, you know, anti-gerrymandering message or something, you know, come in and, and you can sit in the back in the gallery with that. But um, otherwise, I would encourage everybody to just get the access to to listen to it live. And before before the session, um, you know, contact your legislator and let them know how you feel. Yeah,
0: I think that's uh, the biggest thing is if you can uh, contact your legislature, that that is big. And uh, because they need to hear uh, what their citizens think about this. I mean, and that's, you know, we we all watched that Slay the Dragon uh, film that was put up by Common Cause last week. And they, um, you know, talked about one of the things about gerrymandering that um, is a, a problematic is that the government feels like they can be unresponsive to the citizens because they are guaranteed a win in November. Um and I, I I don't think that that's necessarily true, even in the districts that they drew this last time, they have to be responsive and you have to call them to make that responsive. So I'm gonna share uh, the screen right now. If you go to ongov.net and under the legislature, under the members section, they have their, uh, you know, the, one of the good things about this legislature is they have their contact information right on there, home addresses, uh, uh, their their ledge uh, phone numbers, their, their emails, email them, call them. Don't show up at their house, but email and call them uh, because uh, they need to hear that you want them to vote yes on local law C or if you remember the Chris Ryan um, uh, Fair Maps legislation. And if you live in a district that has a Democratic legislature, all of the Democratic caucus has already come out and said they are for this legislation. So contact maybe some of the other legislators. Uh, As Mary Kuhn said earlier, contact David Knapp. Um, He's the chairman of the ledge because they need to hear from you that you want this pass. Uh, Karen, you're gonna be speaking at the rally and and are you gonna speak uh, at the session as well? Did I unmute you? Hold on, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, there you are
4: um okay but i i'll be certainly happy to do both um because this is such an important issue and i really would like to make sure that um i speak directly to the the legislat- legislature um directly and look them in the eye and and say do the right thing um but i think it is absolutely important that the more voices they hear from uh the more pressure, and as someone who, worked, who who is on a town board, I'll tell you right now that you coming and you making your voice heard really matters. If you got two people walking in there, you're gonna, the, the people on that legislature are gonna think that's an aberration. It's not representative of a whole lot of people. It really takes everybody to make their voices heard, okay? And, and that's when they take notice so i i I really i'll echo what Justin's saying and what john's saying it really matters that people make their voices heard to to preserve you know a fair way of voting so that if we want you know one party in then we vote them in and if we want another we vote them in okay and not let anybody else choose that for us irene i know
0: that you're planning on coming to the rally and speaking Uh, why do you think it's important to speak to the legislature on Tuesday?
3: Um, Because I believe they need to hear from as many people as possible. And especially from those who have been in the trenches with this, who have gone door to door, who have been meeting for a year and a half now and talking about this. Um, I, I believe that it's responsible to say, I hold you accountable to keep your word to the citizens,
0: and uh, Perry, you're uh, Perrine, You're going to uh, um, you're going to Facebook Live this for people who couldn't get there. Unfortunately, the legislature does not have a streaming of their uh, um, of their of their uh, uh, their their meetings, uh, unlike uh, the city common council just did. That's one of the issues that I think uh, a legislature should hear from their citizens about and maybe uh, one of the issues that a non-gerrymandered legislature would bring up. But uh, Perrine, are are you gonna help us out and uh, get this stuff uh, on Facebook Live so people who are stuck at home can see it?
1: Absolutely. A lot of people won't be able to join us in person due to the virus, uh, but we will definitely be sharing this on our social media and I hope you'll join us that way.
0: All right. Well, um, I want to thank you all for kind of an impromptu uh, fair map CNY roundtable here. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll figure out what happened with Mr. Weiss uh, and, uh, I, and the technical difficulties and look for a, a bonus uh, um, uh, a bonus segment of Zoom and Zarni sometime in the near future. Next week, um, we have uh, Jennifer Wilson of the League of Women Voters. Uh, she's, uh, the, uh, the executive director, I believe of that, of the, of the New York State League of Women Voters, by the way, League of Women Voters supports, uh, Fair maps. They, they wrote a great letter to the editor, the local Syracuse Metro, um, uh, session wrote a great letter. So, um, you know, the, and they're great voter advocates. The League of Women Voters is a bipartisan organization and, uh, they're out for the voters themselves and they do a great job. I can't wait to talk to Jennifer. And then on uh, July 16th, our first United Democrats town hall with Dana Balzer. uh, And then on July 23rd, the winners of the city court judge primaries. Um, So uh, uh, lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, I'm glad to be able to bring it uh, to everyone because I think these conversations in this time of COVID still need to be happening. We still need to find different ways to reach our our voters. So if you... um, if you can, share this, share it with your uh, with your fellow mates on uh, social media. Come to the rally on July 7th. Write your legislature if you're for Fair Maps. And please make sure if you haven't yet, get registered for November. Registration is down nationwide uh, because of the COVID crisis. People haven't updated their registration. They haven't registered new voters. If you know somebody who's 18, turning 18, Get them registered. We are down. We need more registration. We need to get more people into the uh, into the uh, election and get it done earlier so I don't have all these forms at the end of the uh, day I'm trying to process. So, thank you very much for coming, Irene and Perrine and Karen and John and Mary Kuhn, who left. Uh, uh, you guys are great representatives for Fair Maps, and uh, I can't wait to see what we can do on Tuesday, and the fight doesn't stop there. So no matter what happens, we're going to continue to fight for this issue. Thank you very much, and bye-bye. Thanks.